Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non monogamous lifestyle. Aussie hot wife Kate is back to tell us all about the events she has hosted with her company, Libertine Events. We make an announcement about our upcoming travel plans, and then Kate shares a really exciting announcement, too. And we're back once again. Kate from the Wonderlust Swinger podcast joining us. Welcome again. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. One thing we didn't get to touch on on the last episode was your events. You are not only the host of that podcast, but you also run the Libertine events. Yep. How the hell did you get that started? (laughs) (laughs) Dan, back, you know, I mentioned we started the podcast because we weren't experiencing the same kind of approach to the lifestyles, what some of the, you know, American podcast brethren were. We also didn't have all these events down there. Funny story, actually. We're very good friends with Jay and Angie from The Average Fingers. They're not everybody's cup of tea. They're a little bit crazy. I love Love a little bit crazy by the way. <laughs> a little bit crazy is a lot bit fun. <laughs> Love them to death. But I was listening to them years ago and I heard about these pub crawls that they were doing for the lifestyle. And I had been in event management as a hobby, arranging local female communities in Brisbane, where we originally lived. We moved down to Sydney and then we found this lifestyle and I heard about these pub crawls and I was like, we don't have anything like that down there. So I reached out to Jay and Angie and he didn't give me his smart ass answer, which is normally his you know standard position. He actually was quite helpful. And <laughs> Uh, and so we started rub- running these like free pub crawls. Um, we'd hit five pubs. There'd maybe be 30 or 40 lifestyle people. And, and it just kind of grew from there. And then we started the podcast. Then we started hosting um, events at Desire. We started hosting little meet and greets at our local club. And then we, well, I uh, reached out to a few other podcasters at the time. And I said, I have this kind of crazy idea. What about hosting an event in New York City? I'll pay for the loft and we'll see if anybody will join us just for one night. And that was kind of the first ever podcaster palooza event it was four podcasters i say three podcasters and a blogger the whole concept was born out of an idea to bring the content creator community together and the people that were listening and consuming their content because i thought if we can show people that we're together in this and this was back in gosh we were hosting in 2016 2017 and 2018 and then that first one i think was 2018 yeah our first one in new york city was in 2018 and i wanted to show people that the content creator community supported each other but also that the people consuming the content were probably going to be very similar minded and that they might find a community themselves in it and that's kind of how we started this and we started very small I think I outlaid about five grand of my own cash for that one because I thought if I lose five grand, it's not the end of the world uh, over maybe trying to take on something something big. That's really great. So fantastic. Yeah. I love that bringing the content creators together and showing that united front. The same way I feel about the community, I'd also like to feel about the content creators within the community as well. That's the thing. It has pained me at times to hear people talk about how it isn't a community. And for some, it hasn't been. That's correct. Our goal is to 
be as welcoming and open to as many people that want to come in and do this because it kind of speaks to what we're trying to do of the more people that have shows out there, the more people are hearing about it. Now, granted, I don't agree with everyone's message, but Mm -hmm. it still will open people's ears to, hey, this does exist and maybe they're not saying something that I like, but it got me here to listen to this. Maybe I'll go listen to somebody else and see if that clicks for me. You know, and there's over over a hundred of us now, over a hundred English-speaking podcasters um, in the non-monogamous space. You know, I, I remember getting an email about four years ago and the person <laughs> wrote an email and they're like, I fucking hate you. And instead of just being like, well, I hate you too, Paul from Western Australia or wherever you're from, <laughs> um, instead of doing that, I said, yep, that's fair. Not everyone's cup of tea. We rub people the wrong way sometimes. It could even be the sound of my voice could irritate people. Um, sorry, me. sorry, listeners of the Hump Day Quickies <laughs> podcast. Uh, sorry, guys, because I want to listen to it all the time. <laughs> But I wrote back and I said, here's a list of like 30 off the top of my head, but also there's over 100 of us. Like if you just Google it, you're bound to find somebody who you like, who resonates with you and maybe who approaches some of the similar things that you're doing in the lifestyle. Yeah. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> so you start off with a small one night at a loft podcast palooza. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was back when Airbnb still had events to be hosted, actually. So I found this loft in the middle of um, Manhattan. I think I outlawed a total of about $5,000 because I flew in some of the podcasters as well, paid for their flights and whatnot. Yeah, it was a tiny little loft and we jammed everybody in there for like three or four hours. And then we went to a pub afterwards and had a really, really great time. And it was then that I realized, okay, this might have legs, like I might not lose our house. So that was 2018. And then in uh, the end of 2018 or early 2019, I signed a contract for a full hotel in Miami. And when you sign a contract on a, a full hotel takeover, you are guaranteeing the hotel of 100% of the revenue from the room sales and also the food and beverage help. And not a lot of people realize that. And what comes with that, not only is a guarantee that you're going to pay them, <laughs> is a hefty deposit. And uh, so that was like, yeah, actually, you know what? That was 2019. I signed the contract and our first event was going to take place in Miami, May of 2020. Uh-oh. Yeah. Everybody knows <laughs> what happened at the end of 2019, early 2020. And so that was the first kind of big start to our events was uh, dreaded rescheduling initially, which followed with a hefty number of legal fees and eventual cancellation. So we lost about 35 grand that year of Oof. our own personal money just moving an event uh, due to COVID. But hey, we're back. We're back. We're doing good things. <laughs> Um, we moved it from May and I think off the top of my head, I moved it to September or October because at the time the world was doing the whole, like, if everybody just stays indoors for two weeks, this is going to go away. (laughs) And, um, you know, we were still trying to be optimistic. So we got the lawyers in and we just rescheduled everybody. And we offer the people, okay, you can just move your ticket or we'll give you a refund, right? So we kind of, we were doing the right thing by by everybody who was coming. And then it got closer and closer and closer to that September reschedule date. And I think it was maybe, maybe July of 2020 where I finally bit the bullet and I said, clearly our events aren't going to happen for 2020. So we rescheduled the whole lot to 2021. Now that May 2021 event was the one that we actually signed up to do with you guys. And I reached out to you. This interview has actually been three years in the making because we were just starting our podcast and I said, hey, I would love to sit down with you guys and other podcasters and just do our quick sit down interview. And when we first started, we literally had a Blue Yeti microphone that we sat in the middle of the table and just sat there and talked. And that's what our first 10 episodes are. And you said, great, what equipment are you bringing? And I was like, uh, um, um. And before I could answer that, you said, I'll have my setup there and we can use that. That's when Nessa turned to me and said, I don't think we're ready for this. (laughs) We're a bit too green. (laughs) 
We, were we jumped on and around for a lot. Then we were taking it all over the world. So I was probably like, "Leave your shit at home because I've already paid for the excess luggage." Like, don't you worry your pretty little head. About it. <laughs> so I immediately went out and bought the exact setup that you that you said you had there, and have been yeah. enjoying that since. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate that advice. And you were very well, everybody that you had at the event was happy as could be to want to sit down with us. And we were like, yeah, or maybe after we do a couple other interviews before we sound like idiots. <laughs> and then things took off and little did I know that we wouldn't be able to make it there until, well, we yep. do finally get to make it to one of your events this coming May. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We will be at the Miami Vices event. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited, but I'm also a bit sad about that particular one because our very, very beautiful hotel uh, has decided that they're probably going to make squillions. Um, they're right in the water. Squillions right in the heart of South Beach, changing it to these very luck residential properties. So we are the last group in as the last event of that hotel, which is part of our OG home. It's a bit sad. It's a little bit bittersweet. bittersweet but, uh, yeah. Happy to have you guys along. So what are the dates of this event? Yeah, May 31st to the 3rd of June in 2024. So that is the yeah Miami Vices event. So I've started trying to name the events and have a bit of an overarching theme. So all of the people that are going to be doing seminars and all the educational and entertainment sessions are going to be based around, you know, vices um, in, in the lifestyle. So that's why it's uh, Libertine Events, Miami Vices, yeah, May 31st to the 3rd of June. How many rooms slash couples can you host there? Yeah, so we're going to have, uh, we always put a cap on our events. We don't want to be too big that. That I don't remember people's names on a spreadsheet and that it gets a little bit too out of hand where it, we lose the personal touch of the community because that, again, is a really big part of our event. So we're going to have uh, 250 to max it out at about 300 at that event. And the reason I say 250 to maybe max of 300 is because we do get um, two people, we get triads, we get polyquads, we get morsums, you know, every type of relationship status um, comes to our event. So, you know, that's why we kind of have a, well, it could be 250, it could be 300, depending on how many uh, how many polyquads and morsums we get coming to our events. So that's what we'll cap it at. As we were talking about this earlier, you had mentioned that you have one hell of a return audience and that <laughs> you have to kind of limit how many people can return so as you can welcome new as well. Yeah, I think it's a little bit different this time because I actually went out and announced two events on the same day to my community. So historically, we've only ever said, well, here's our next event. And then we'll say, okay, once that's done well enough, because again, we're very we're still self-funded. Um, so once that's done well enough, then we'll go out and sign another contract and, and get the next one. But for this one, we did two events straight away. And so we split our usual community down in half. So I think within the first two to three weeks, we were already 50% sold out of, of both events just within our community. So if the, I'd have just released Miami, that would have been Miami done, dead in the water. So for us, yeah, it's a, it's a big part about bringing new people. We love our community. We love bringing the same people back time and time again that are making friends. But at the same time, I do want to get new people along. So they, they get to experience this community and hopefully find something in it for them. Well, we do know a few couples that go regularly and rave about the event. I am very excited to be able to spend some time with them at the event, but also excited to meet the people that have made them want to come back over and over again. I'm excited to see whether or not they're going to try and be your um, your wing people, where they're going to be like, okay, schedule's out now. You guys have to do this, this, and this. Don't do this. Get ready for lunch. Like, I'm really curious if they kind of want to be your Sherpas into the event or whether they're going to let you do your own thing. You'll have to report back. I am looking forward to it. And after our last couple events, we desperately need Sherpas. So we <laughs> we tend to just sit back and go, okay, wow, here we are as deer in headlights going, mm, this is not our home club where we know everything about every 
everybody. This is a brand new group of people, a brand new space, and I don't know anything about it. So I got to follow people's lead and see where we go. Yeah. Getting out of your comfort zone is, well, it's not comfortable. Ho ho. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to do. I mean, we get people still to this day that are like, you would say old hats are coming to events and they're still like, oh, we are terrified. You know, we're really we're quite anxious. We don't know what to do. We don't know. One of the biggest things is like, we don't know what to wear. So we've started doing closer to the event. You'll see, I'll do this because you are invited now to our actual like online community and closer to the event. I put out a secret podcast, but I also start doing daily lives just within the community to help people who are like you guys, maybe new to our events. So hopefully by the time you get there, you'll be like, oh, we got this. We're not going to sit in the corner. We're going to get out and do stuff. Fingers crossed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So let's talk about your events. We have been to Naughty, which is a whole lot of fucking people doing a whole lot of different things. And mm -hmm. we've done Secrets, which is everybody hanging out by a pool. And then there's some playrooms and a club. We have experienced the far end of both spectrums. What do you have going on? So again, we're very, very community minded and focused for starters. In the lead up to the event, we have an online and a web-based app and a group within that app where only you can have two, we have two parts of the community where one is just everybody who's been to our events previously or current ticket holders and then three months before the event we open up the event specific chat right we just do that it's free if you're coming along uh, for the event so in the lead up to that we do a lot of kind of pre-work with people about how to go about coming to this and have a great time and as we said in the last the last episode i want you to have expectations so i talk a lot about that and the lead up to then is then well what do you want to get out of it like what is going to be your journey because we're a four-day event and one thing that can and will happen is burnout you know people don't try to do too much they get fomo they want to go to every single session every party we do say to people you're not going to be able to do it all like pick what you want to get out of this have a really meaningful conversation with your partner about what you want to walk away with but for the attendees some love the party atmosphere so for them they will probably spend most of their time partying at the clothing optional pool parties playing the mingle games you know we do morning coffee sessions together and you'll see friendly faces at all of those events repeatedly and then we have the more edutainment track where you can go sit in seminars and sessions, which may be hosted by our host couples or by local experts that we get in. And that can be anything from actually we did a great session in Portland where we spoke about BV and pH balance and everything like that. Or it can be an actual interactive Shibari BDSM style rope class, right? So we do a lot of educational sessions or some people kind of do a mix of the two. But the beautiful thing about Miami as well is that if our event is so shit that you hate it, <laughs> at least you're in Miami Beach and you can go out and have some great restaurants and good food. I will say my one and only expectation of this event is to have dinner at Yardbird or brunch at Yardbird or both at Yardbird. Just it's <laughs> my favorite place down there. Yeah, exactly. Comfort so food you, makes you me can, happy. You can do all those things. You know, you can set aside time for your partner. You can, we, we've even got like running groups that go out in the morning and go for a jog or do yoga we've got central yoga classes happening for me it's about picking what you think you're going to like about the event elements of the event that you're going to like and then kind of going for that and we have a super lush playroom on site i have to say it is the best playroom that we've ever had at any of our events and i say this with love because it's actually not designed by me it's designed by our friends and i went into the playroom just this last uh, miami event that we had and i said holy shit this is the best one we've ever had and it's got nothing to do with me so are you anticipating having a room crawl at this event i saw that was a topic of discussion at your uh, uk event yeah, so we're definitely having having another room crawl. People really get into it, especially in the US events, because they just they just love them. So we are definitely, definitely doing that. It's a highlight for a lot of people actually. So and it's a great way to meet people casually and meet a lot of people in a lot in a short period of time where you're already standing up because I don't know what it is about mingling, but if you're sat by the pool or in the pool, 
sometimes that's a bit hard to get the guts to walk over and spark up a conversation out of nowhere. Yeah. Whereas if everybody's standing, they're vertical, they're walking around, I think for me it's an easier get to have a conversation with folks uh, on the fly. And so it's a great way to meet a lot of people. Have you found it difficult in the sense of the people that host the room crawls tend to feel left out of actually getting to meet all the other hosts of the room crawls as well as whoever didn't happen to stop by the room at that moment? We don't for the US. I mean, we did have that recently for the UK events. All the hosts of the rooms were like, we didn't get to see anything. <laughs> so we've had a few people now for the next UK event say like, we're not hosting this time. We want to be part of the action. <laughs> Whereas for the US ones, we've got some people that are already putting their hand up again, love hosting because for them, it's also a great way to meet a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially if you need that push. I know it sounds really stupid, but if you're a bit of an introvert, host a room crawl Mm -hmm. because one, you've got a task, you've got something to do. Then two, everybody's coming to you. So I know it sounds a little bit counterintuitive of a bit like if you're an introvert, host a party, Um, (laughs) but actually it works really, really well. So yeah, we've already got a lot of people throwing their hands up, talking about themes. So it's going to be another good one. I'm really excited. Now, how does your room crawl work? How long are we talking and how many rooms are there? Yeah. So I try to cap this because again... The last time we did it, people were like, let's just do this all night. Um, I'm like, the party has to stop somewhere. So we generally host it for about two hours, um, at a push, maybe two and a half hours. But maybe 250 people will run 12 to 15 rooms uh, across one part of the hotel, right? Because we don't do it across both. We just stick to one area. And it's that gives it a really nice feel, a nice vibe, a nice energy. You know what I mean? So people can kind of float between, we'll do it over two to three floors, and they can float between each of the floors and uh, visit all the different rooms and themes. Um, and, you know, the only thing that we tell people is just don't get too blotto drunk. Um, you still got the afternoon and the evening. So, uh, you know, every room you walk into is probably going to be doing a shot or whatever, or a full drink. Just ask for a taste test. You know, there's no need to get all blotto drunk and then be walking up the corridor and then you're just going to fall asleep in your room and miss the whole evening. So uh, that's the only thing I do warn people about. So generally in a lot of our rooms too, we'll have food, water, hydration, making sure people are looking after themselves. Excellent. Let's talk about some of the uh, evening parties then. Pretty standard. You know, we've got DJs there. One thing I do tell my DJs, and I am vicious, savage about this, is keep the music to a decent level for the first hour or two. Because our parties are, first and foremost, about community and mingling, right? We do tend to say to the DJs, yeah, you're there for the vibe. Love you, respect you. But I swear to God, if you put that dial up for the first two hours above like a talking level, you're going to see me marching towards them very, very quickly. So we kind of do that. We, we sometimes have performers, sometimes don't. It really does depend on the theme of the evening. Our themes are something that a lot of maybe your friends have spoken to you about. I'm not sure. Some people love them. Some people get very stressed because we do things a little bit differently. You won't see the cliche themes at, um, at our events. We have announced our themes. They're a little bit out there sometimes. And that's why I do theme guides, just because people do kind of get freaked out. But they're always open to interpretation because I want people to use their creative minds and interpret the theme in a way that suits them and their personalities. So I'm not going to announce what the themes are because they're still just within our community. Um, But maybe that's something you guys can talk about as you get your outfits prepared. And we will when you give us permission to do so. (laughs) So, (laughs) No spoiler alerts from us. (laughs) Little how-to guide. Let's talk about seminars now as well. Because you, yep. you kind of touched on that. We will always open with a welcome seminar. So that's normally me and the other hosts. And we'll do a welcome seminar. We'll talk about how the weekend's going to go, what to expect, and open the floor for questions. It's also a way to put faces to names, particularly if the people are not face out publicly. So it's a good way to put faces to names so people can feel like they can walk up and have a conversation because you'd be surprised at the number of times people are like, oh, I didn't want to walk up because you seem busy. You know, so that's a great way to do that. So we always open with a welcome seminar. Of course, we do talk about, you know, very serious things as well. 
well, like consent, like safety, like hydration. Um, I'm always talking about hydration and sunscreen at these big events, you know, making sure that you've got self-care because otherwise you will burn out. And again, you've just wasted thousands of dollars attending something. So that's a big one for me. And then we always start with a panel as well. So we'll always do a panel where we'll invite two or three of the hosts up. Generally, they don't know what I'm going to ask them. I'll moderate. And, um, and we have a bit of fun with it. And it's interactive. During the last Miami session, I had two of my hosts up there and we were talking about success and setting yourself up for success and having expectations, right? And um, I ended up making the opposite partners of the two hosts who had just met each other earlier that day. Um, I ended up making them play out a speed dating thing in front of everybody um, <laughs> and how they would walk up and actually uh, strike up a conversation. So a bit of fun, you know, we do some interactive stuff as well. And then, you know, the sessions will have a mixture of fun, interactive sessions and then, you know, serious needed sessions. So I know that Expansive Connection, who are licensed relationship counsellors that specialise in ethical non-monogamy, they have already had a great conversation with the lady that runs that and we're actually going to do some sessions for people of specific sexual identities and talking about their journey and some of the kind of more taboo things that might come from their own personal journey. So we're going to break out into smaller groups where people might feel more comfortable having conversations. And we do a lot of mingle events. We do a lot of games. We do a lot of just ways for people to start integrating and interacting that makes it a bit easier for them uh, rather than just, again, like walking up and striking up a conversation in another way. As we are getting closer to the event, my intent is for us to try to get as many of the hosts on here as possible, just to kind of share their stories, share a little bit about themselves and what they're bringing to the table, so to speak. Nice. So I, awesome. I would like to get that going as well. Yeah, I can send an um, introductory email if you want me to. Perfect. Please do. Yeah. Nice one. See what we just did there, everybody? Yeah, <laughs> Love it. Helping people. Yes. Speaking of people helping people. Oh, you... yeah. What a what a lead in. Well done. You, <laughs> Thank <sir>. you. <laughs> Here's the big announcement. We had a discussion a little while back about a, a contest you wanted to host, and we fucking loved it. Oh, good. Thank you. Well, and you know what? It's actually you played a massive part in this um, because I did want to do something. And I, I honestly think, I think it was about a year ago when I first started talking to you about this was us wanting to achieve something and then me going, but also I have no idea how to do it. And so actually how we're going to do it actually was 100% your idea, which I think is absolutely brilliant. So you can... Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I am not taking the lead on this one. I, I want you to tell everybody exactly how this is going to work. I'm oh, not screwing enough, this up. <laughs> right, I so, think this is too uh, cool to let to let come out the wrong way. <laughs> About a year ago, we I started sharing with you that I wanted people at some point to have the opportunity to attend our events that perhaps didn't have the means to do so. And I'm under no disillusion that our events are a, a high price point. You know, it does take savings it might take doing one thing over the next it takes a commitment and not everybody has the means to to come to our events which is a shame and look some people do say just lower the price um again it's all well and good but at the end of the day you do still have to cover costs and so something we we discussed about a year ago was i wanted to give somebody the opportunity to do that and i wanted to give away not just a free ticket to the event including accommodation but money towards the costumes because at the end of the day yeah you can give somebody a free ticket, but they're still going to get themselves there. They're still going to buy the costumes. So we put together this package of not just free ticket to the event, not just accommodation, but money towards costumes and lingerie and money towards travel expenses. But I couldn't figure out how to do that. And I didn't want to just make people put their name in a hat, mm -hmm. right? I wanted them to have some level of skin in the game. And I wanted it also to be an unbiased opinion. So at the time, I was talking to you about this. I also reached out to our good friend Swingers Help and you came up with this brilliant idea of what about a writing competition? You know, that way people have some skin in the game 
but something that's not going to cost them anything but time. Right. And I reached out to Stringer's Help and I said, Hump Day Cookies had this really great idea, but I don't want to be part of it because I want to have an unbiased opinion. So between yourselves and between um, Swingers Help, the entries are going to be submitted in writing about their lifestyle journey and that'll all be done electronically. And then between the two of you, you're going to work out who the winner is that gets this uh, prize package, which is worth over $2,200. Which I think is fantastic. I will say that when we do get the submissions, we are not going to see any names with it or any other information. We are just going to get the stories. We will go from there. I can't even begin to tell you how excited we are to read these journeys and see the effort that people put in to sharing their stories and the excitement to be able to be part of this event. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to see them. So I'm looking forward to just hearing your feedback, you know, and then maybe depending on the entries, whether or not they'll eventually let you talk about them on, on the show even. And because your whole episodes and your whole podcast is actually about other people's journeys, I'd also love to talk to you about it, obviously, after again, mm-hmm. because I'm not going to know, but afterwards about whether or not you saw the same thing in writing that you interview people on the show about, like if you saw some um, similarities on people's, people's mm-hmm. journeys. But yeah, we're really excited to do that that it's kind of part of our opportunity to give back to the community. Absolutely. We are actually still looking for a sponsor for the travel side of it. So if anybody out there is listening and you happen to own a travel agency, hit me up. I actually, you know what? I do want to, if it's okay with you guys, I actually do want to give a shout out. We do give our ticket holders the opportunity to actually to donate something when they bought their ticket to the event. At the bottom of the page, it was, hey, we're doing this corporate social responsibility thing. This is what we want to achieve. Do you want to drop in five bucks in the tip jar kind of thing? And one of our guests who actually uh, did a vow renewal at at the last event, they actually won a... $150 $150 voucher to come to one of our next events. And I just got an email from them, I think a week ago. And they said, you know what? We actually don't want the $150 voucher. We are, they actually are clubbing to Miami. Um, what they want to do is put the 150 bucks back into the kitty for this wow. event for these people that can come instead of them. So um, nice. that's Veronica and Hubman. And uh, they're absolutely fantastic attendees of ours. And you'll get to meet them. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Way to pay it forward. That's awesome. Yeah. So we will include links to how to sign up for this contest. This contest started two days ago on February 5th, but we will make sure to have all of the links to sign up in the show notes. And we'll actually also post it on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, no, we're excited about it. We're excited to excited to launch it. I feel very happy that yourselves and Swingers Help are helping me in this as well because it does just create that unbiased opinion, but it's people like yourselves as well as Swingers Help. I mean, their whole blog is about experiences and how-to guides and journeys. So I think between the two of you, I'm really excited to talk to you after the event about how much of a kick you got out of, you know, reading some of the submissions yourself. Very much looking forward to it. I know that the price tag is slightly higher for your events, but I also know full well that there are very valid reasons for that. Pricing is a delicate subject because, you know, our events are not the most expensive in the lifestyle. Um, They're definitely not the the most economical in the lifestyle. But when you start talking about pricing, it's such a personal journey for a lot of people. And I mean, financial stuff at home is, I think, one of the highest reasons that couples argue and that there's stress in the household and everything else. So when you start talking about financials, people do just immediately go all awkward. I'm happy to talk about it, actually, because a lot goes into the events that I don't quite think that the attendees are made aware of. Um, And I'm all always very transparent about that. So before I get into how our pricing has actually worked out, what I'll tell you is that once we sign the contract, that's us putting the deposit down and being on the hook for 100% of all the costs, whether we sell one room or whether we sell them all. And I mentioned to you earlier that we kind of took a $35,000 loss one year because of COVID, right? 
Um, and since then, it does take a bit of uh, massaging to get things right. You know, I might make an assumption on how much something's going to cost or multiple things. And I come out the other side of that with with a loss. You know, we actually ran quite a few events, you know, and I'm talking tens of thousands of dollars at, at a loss. But what a lot of people don't know is the food and beverage guarantees will absolutely bankrupt you. So in Palm Springs, our food and beverage guarantee was $65,000. Wow. And so that's with why, 300 why people. A lot, of people will, yeah. a lot of places will say to you, hey, do us a favor. Please don't bring drinks down to the pool. Like you can have drinks in your room, but do us a favor. Don't bring eskies. Don't bring your big Stanley cups full of alcohol. And that's the reason why, because for every drink that is taken as kind of contraband by the pool or not drunk at the bar, the host has to pay for that drink. You know what I mean? So this is kind of where it can get a bit bit sticky-icky. But yeah, let's talk about it. So our prices, so first and foremost, aside from guaranteeing everything, we also, one of the biggest costs that we have is security. We don't hire volunteers. Some of the people in lifestyle that run events, they hire volunteers or they don't hire them. They actually just don't pay them. So they have a lot of volunteers. We, we don't do that. So we hire security companies that are licensed in the state that we're working in. And that's one of our highest expenses. You know, that can run anywhere between 10 to 15 grand just for the weekend, just to get enough security guards there to make sure my event is secure. Alongside that, we also have insurance. Now, a lot of event companies, some even that have been running for 20 to 25 years, don't have event insurance. So if you slip, trip or fall, that's 100% on you. Ours actually covers all the accidents in case somebody does uh, slip around the pool. So that's another really big thing for us. Outside of that, making sure that the event is nice and secure, right? So things around the perimeters of the event, aside from security, making sure that people can't get looky-loos looking in. Uh, we also go to great lengths to make sure that nobody is sharing the location of the hotel on site or where where we are, again, for another security reason. But outside of that, we obviously run the the chat groups. You know, we we don't sell that to people. That's all That's all included. We also don't upsell and try to sell the cabanas and the lounge chairs by the pool. That's all included. A lot of people do. And this is where a lot of uh, other event companies make their money. They charge you a 15 to $25 a month fee just so you can see who else is going. Mm -hmm. We don't do that. We do have software. I pay for it straight off the bottom of my P&L. So you don't have to. And the same thing with the lounge chairs and the cabanas. A lot of people make their money that way. You know, you can make an extra 15 grand on an event if you're selling the cabanas at a VIP with bottle service. We don't do that because we don't like having that hierarchy between our attendees. So that's another thing that we do. Now, the hotel sometimes does charge us in Palm Springs, especially. We did have to pay 15 grand for all of the lounge chairs and everything. And we didn't want to on charge that to our customers. So we just ate it. Now, how does that work out as far as someone rolls up and there's an empty cabana and okay, now I'll jump in? Exactly. But what we do say to people is, you know, I don't like the whole towels on the chairs first thing in the morning. You know, we don't get, because this is a community event, right? So mm -hmm. we actually don't see a lot of that like you might see at a normal, um, you know, vanilla resort. Uh, and the same thing with the, the cabanas, you know, they're, they're kind of, yeah, they're lush. They've got their own private fans. They've got you know, all the shade in the world. And if you're pasty like me, you get worried about being burnt. I know the feeling. <laughs> so what we say to people is, one, don't be a hog. Invite people in. But two, if you had it Friday, don't jump down and get it on Saturday, right? So just be a bit aware of it. We've never had issues. We've never had issues with anybody taking more than what they should. And again, I think it's just the nature of the community. Everyone's a little bit more open and welcoming. Excellent. All of those things all wrapped up. We also do hire local contractors. We pay our local sex experts, um, you know, a living wage. We've got bookkeepers. We've got accountants. We've got lawyers, as I mentioned earlier. Those are just some of the things that go into running a, bit, a standard business. So we get asked all the time, we want to start having parties and charge for them. What should we do? And my immediate reaction is set up a company, get insurance, get event, pay for security, pay for this. And they're like, we don't have the money for that. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but unfortunately, it's kind of what it takes. So 
Um, but yeah, the event itself, super exciting. Happy to have the community behind us. I think we're about 80% sold out off the top of my head as, as we're talking right now. A couple of rooms left, um, not a super high amount of rooms left, but uh, really excited to head back down to Miami. Excellent. We are going to do our best to have the rest of those rooms filled for you. So <laughs> we will <laughs> be pushing looking... some of our friends to get down there as well. Yeah. yeah, I'm always looking forward to seeing how everybody interacts with each other. And like I said to you before, you've got friends who have been. So I'm curious if they're going to Sherpa you around or, or let you spread your wings and be beautiful butterflies. So we'll I, I am, well, as much as I'd love to be a beautiful butterfly, I also do need a lot of leading around. So <laughs> <laughs> love it. Well, I know we are very much looking forward to the event and sure. cannot wait to finally be a part of one of these. Yes. I hope it meets your expectations, which I expect you to have. <laughs> which... Oh, those will have. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I do have a high expectation that we will have a great time at Kate's event. For the things that we've heard about this event and the people that we know that have gone to these events and had an amazing time, and we're so excited to hear that we were going, I too have a very high expectation for this event as well. Yeah. She talks about the expense of her events, but after hearing her breakdown of everything that they don't charge you for and all of the things she's doing very specifically and very thoughtfully makes me feel as though that price point is very worth it. What she didn't mention was the fact that she always has a four or five star hotel and all of her events seem to be taking place in cities that people really, really want to go to. Yes, like a destination. Yeah. Yes. I can see where that higher price point comes in because number one, hotels in these areas are priced through the roof on a per night basis. Sure. And then you factor in rental of the conference center, rental for playroom and all that. Yeah, you're going to have some added cost to it. So I totally get that. Let's bounce back to the beginning and how she got started doing events. The idea of a pub or as we would say here, a bar crawl. <laughs> I think would be a fun little gathering. And the idea of 30 to 40 swingers going from bar to bar to bar could be a lot of fun. A well put together meet and greet and a bar crawl with a small group of swingers, I think would really be a super fun night. I would sign up for that. I think we might have to try to organize that as the weather changes in the future. Yes. <laughs> and in all honesty... Do we really need another reason to head to New York? Because, again, the idea of renting some kind of smaller space and getting a group of people together just to hang out and have that meet and greet type event like she did for just one night. We're here, we're hanging out, and then we're going downstairs to a bar. It's not a play party. It's a, hey, let's socialize party. Well, I love that it was New York because, again, there's your destination. You're going somewhere that's really cool, lots of stuff to see. So in the event that it's not that great, hey, I'm in New York. No big deal. Following that lead, definitely finding, maybe it doesn't have to be New York. Maybe it's just, just another big city that might have other fun things to do. Being amongst a group of people who share the same mindset and can shoot the shit with you and have a couple drinks and you can just be yourself have a good time, I'd be down. This has given me so many ideas of things that we may want to try in the future. Well, it's funny because since we started traveling and we kind of inadvertently assigned our swinger travel buddies to be Nick and Elizabeth, <laughs> Yep, it's opened our eyes to the traveling with a swinger couple, kind of opening up the fun to more places than just at home. Mm-hmm. 
It's been so much fun to experience new swinging adventures, but alongside our friends. Yes. Since we like to travel in general for recreation purposes, I see a world moving forward to travel with our swinger friends more often, maybe experience swinger things in other cities or just the vanilla things with swinger friends in other cities. I completely agree and think that would be a very fun thing to do a lot of next season. Yes. When we were getting off the ground with our podcast and we were very green and didn't know what we were doing, and I feel like we still don't really know what we're doing, (laughs) but (laughs) in the very beginning, when we didn't know the technical things or any of how our podcast would rate, we had reached out to several of the other lifestyle podcasts that we had listened to, Kate being one of them. You mentioned it in your conversation with her that we were in this moment where we literally had just this Yeti microphone that we stuck on the table and had a conversation in the room and just it was recorded that way and quickly learned that that was not the most ideal No, uh, no, that did not sound the best. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) (laughs) And Kate is somebody from the very first moment we started speaking to her, she showed us support. I want to just really highlight that here because she talks about how she got this small group of people together for this New York trip. And it was mostly about bringing the community together and just showing support for one another. I absolutely love that. And I know we are in constant talks with each other about ways that we can do multi-crossover events with other podcasts and how we can incorporate other podcasters' questions and answers and how we can maybe get different perspectives from the lifestyle from a bunch of different podcasters. And we've kind of run through a whole bunch of different ideas, but nothing has really become very solidified just yet. And I know we would really, really like to do that. But seeing Kate actually follow through through with bringing the community together and showing support for one another is just really fantastic to see. It is. To see the people that come out over and over again with her has been incredible. So much like Kate had this small group of people that she brought together for her very first small trip that made her realize that she might have something here. With her Miami event that we will be attending, she has a list of hosts that we too would like to support. So we will include websites and podcast names in our show notes if you want to check them out as well. But they are also hosting at the Miami Vices event that goes from May 31st to June 3rd. So she'll have Casual Swingers has a podcast. You can check out Expansive Connection. They have a website. It's expansiveconnection.com. It's a team of coaches and licensed relationship therapists. And there's lots of information on their website. So you can go there and check them out. They've also been featured on a lot of different lifestyle podcasts. Yeah, several. Yeah. We Got a Thing is a podcast you can check out. And uh, That Hot Couple in Georgia is a TikTok content creator, and they're part of the Swinger Society as well. Yes. And again, we'll have links to all of them in our show notes. Yes. And hopefully in the coming weeks, we'll be able to get them on the show as well. 
Yes, we are in the process of working that out. What amazed me was that Kate said there are over a hundred different English-speaking lifestyle podcasts out there. Yeah. That is fantastic. The more we can get the word out, the less stigmatized the lifestyle will be. That is completely correct. Let's do our best to paint this as a place where people want to come. How about the fact that she was getting ready for that first great big event in Miami? Only to have COVID hit. What surprises me the most out of that is that she came back and still planned another event after that. I mean, I guess at that point you're like, well, the worst has already happened. I'm in, I guess. (laughs) I can't imagine losing that much and still feeling so confident that you were going to be able to follow through with this. I really think that speaks to the energy she felt at that very first one and the success that she saw that it could have. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that being a big push. Yeah, and wanting to create that space for the community to actually get together and have that spot where people who listen to your shows have similar viewpoints to you, want to spend some time talking to you, enjoy hanging out, and will likely, if they have those same viewpoints as you do, share those viewpoints with the other people that are there feeling that same way. Mm -hmm. So people are going to very easily connect. Yeah. So, like you said, the Miami Vices event that we will be hosts at is May 31st through June 3rd. We are 100% going to fall into the laps of the people that have been there and allow them to make suggestions. Show us the way. Show us around. This is the way. Do the things that we know we (laughs) (laughs) should be doing. I enjoy having someone who has the expertise or the prior experience ahead of us to give us pointers, to tell us, you know, what we absolutely have to attend and what's not so great. I really like having that be part of our first experience. It was part of our accidental swingers. And we had that with Nick and Elizabeth at Secrets. They had been to Secrets once before. And so they kind of showed us the ropes. I don't think it took anything away from those trips. I think it added to them very much. I think it was very helpful. We still learned for ourselves that we tend to stay in those people's shadows a little bit more than we need to because, well, I'm very introverted and you are extroverted, but to a point. And I think in new situations, you hold back a lot more. I spend a lot of time looking around and taking in everything. Mm -hmm. And when I've been someplace multiple times, I don't have to do that anymore because I kind of have the feel. Yep. But that first new time at someplace, I am just constantly just absorbing. Yes. And it takes a lot of that extrovert out of me. Yeah. Where I'm paying attention to everything in every direction. And if you try to have a conversation with me, my eyes are darting everywhere looking to see what I'm missing and what I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. The thought of hopefully being able to spread our wings as a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> I think we will. We have a couple things under our belt now where we're very aware of how we are in these situations. And, you know, we can do some work on those things and hopefully spread our wings at Kate's event here. What I hope (laughs) is going to help is the daily lives. We kind of experienced a couple Zoom calls with accidental swingers leading into the naughty trip. 
Yes. That opened our eyes to a handful of people. While we didn't really jump on that, we didn't really jump on the website. I know Dan and Lacey have a website for Swinger Society where people build relationships and head to their events with friends and people that they're ready to chat with. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know Naughty has their website. Both of those websites are identical to our club's website. Yes. But without having the sex department there to host a pre-party and everything else, we really didn't utilize either of those sites to build those relationships heading down. I think it had more to do with time available to utilize those sites. And because we already had the Accidental Swingers group that we were putting some time into, and then we were able to check in on the Discord group for Swinger Society, it gave us some insight into who was going to be there. We also knew we were going with Nick and Elizabeth, who they were first timers as we were. So it was kind of this bonded, you know, let's do this together and figure it out. Had we not had somebody we were going with and had we not been able to utilize the average swingers for their help and information, I think we would have leaned more into the websites that were provided by Naughty. But all in all, I'm very happy with how we learned about the event, how we got our tips and pointers, and it went really well. I agree. Another thing I don't feel we took full advantage of at Naughty was the panels and educational sessions. I know you are more like the hey, I'm going to go lay out by the pool. Well, I love going to these things and learning as much as I can and hearing people's thoughts. We may divide and conquer at this point. Oh, I don't know about that so much. I mean, for Naughty, we didn't know what we were getting into. I definitely wanted to attend quite a few of the classes that they put on at Naughty. Unfortunately, we spent most of our evenings partying and probably drinking way too much. And then we slept through the morning sessions. (laughs) And then a lot of the sessions also conflicted with the bar crawls. Right. So it was, well, hey, do we go to this? And we really didn't know what we wanted to go to. Yeah. Once Kate's schedule comes out, we're going to have to really see what we can balance out and what we can do there. I also mentioned one of my favorite restaurants, Yardbird is in Miami. We may have to put together a little dinner or something with some people that we know going down there. Okay. Because I love that place and I would love to share it with some friends. I've never had Yardbird, so I'm looking forward to it because you talk about it all the time. And it's also in Vegas, and I've recommended it to our friends that are heading to Vegas, and every single one of them actually listens to me and absolutely loves it. So it's worth going to for sure. Something we got to figure out. One thing that Kate seems to have figured out is the room crawl. We hosted a room at the room crawl for the Swinger Society event. Yes. Us and 23 other people hosted a room crawl for the one-hour room crawl that had a bingo-type card. If you stopped by every single room and had it stamped, you were able to enter your card in for a drawing. That means everybody had minutes in each room plus transitioning from room to room if you started at the very beginning and lasted all the way for the one hour. It became a lot of people just stopping in, hi, stamp my card, cool, bye, and that was it. With 12 rooms spread out over two hours, I could see that being a much more successful thing. I agree. I also agree with how Kate recommended that if you are an introvert, that hosting a room for a room crawl could be your ideal situation. I noticed that even at the Swinger Society event, I did better with the people coming into 
our room than me having to go to other people's rooms because I think I would have just been the last one in the line of you guys and let you guys do all the talking and then kind of circle back and leave the room and wave hello and goodbye as I'm in and out. I could totally see that, yep. But with having to be the host of the room, you're there, you're watching people come in, you're trying to get them to come in. Now, I will give a ton of credit to Elizabeth on this one. She really did try to pull people into the room and get them coming in and talking. But it was nice to kind of have a home ground, like home space. Yes to feel comfortable in and let other people come and go as they pleased. And I will say we were actually at the resort for about two and a half hours by the time the room crawl hit that time. So we were still deer in headlights at that moment. Yes. I like that Kate mentioned, slow your roll on the alcohol consumption here. We had thought about that. Yes. And the shots that we made were very low alcohol content and tasted fantastic. Yes. And people loved them. And we even made a non-alcoholic version. Yes, we did. So that uh, if you still wanted to taste the, what did we make? Starburst lemonade concoction. It was still very yummy. Yes, it was. Went over well. Now, you used to be a DJ. Yes, I did. So I'm curious what your thoughts are. Have you ever had a party host tell you to keep the music down for a certain amount of time? This reminds me of weddings. Yes. Well, I mean, naturally, you while you're have, eating and all that. Yeah. Right. Where you would have that time where people are talking, eating, hanging out. Got to play the Kenny G. Yep. And then, <laughs> all right. Now it's time to get people out on the dance floor. Yeah. So yes, I absolutely love the idea. This would be fantastic if fucking club owners would do this shit. Yeah. Where for the first two hours until 10 or 11, you had that music down where people could talk and get to know each other and then bring it up and have them have fun. I think it's a brilliant idea. Yes. And I am very excited to go to these club parties because I know in Naughty, when we were by the dance floor, we couldn't talk to anybody. Couldn't hear anything. We could dance with anybody, but most of the conversations were happening out in the hallway. Yeah. I was going to say that was the benefit that Naughty had, though, that you could leave those ballrooms and there was that commons area that you could congregate in and have conversations. Now, you didn't feel like you were part of the party anymore, but you could at least step away from it and be able to have a conversation. Yes. Having read Kate's theme titles, Mm -hmm. they are very vague, yet very specific. And as she has not released the theme guide, you and I have had a discussion about what these could mean. Right. And I could see how the way she's doing it can create some discussion and get people thinking about it leading into her release of the theme guide. I'm very intrigued to see how this plays out in the party atmosphere and to see what outfits come out of people's creativity. I absolutely love being creative with all of my outfits that we wear, but she mentions that all of the themes are so cliché she's 100% right. And given a theme where you can maybe put more thought into it and maybe take it in a different direction than somebody else, chances are you're not running into the same three angels and three devil outfits because that seems to be yep. like on the agenda for everybody or when sexy we were packing for naughty, <laughs> yeah. as I was searching for things for the themes, 
I intentionally went three or four pages deep into the Amazon search list in an effort to try to avoid someone wearing that same shirt. Well, and then what was funny to me was there were things on Amazon that were sold out that I was surprised they were sold out. And then I immediately thought, oh my gosh, everybody at Naughty (laughs) ordered these. And that's why they're sold out. So yeah, it it has gotten to the point that we've been to enough events. I mean, just even our local club here, their event every weekend changes themes. I mean, my closet actually has gotten to the point where I, I need some organization to try and figure out how I organize these different costumes because I do think I have a costume for almost every theme at this point. Yes, you do. If, if they are cliche themes, but yes. I think for Kate's event, we may be uh, looking at a new wardrobe. <laughs> and I always enjoy watching you shop or shopping for you and yes. end up having you pick the ones that I picked. But <laughs> It I, is funny when you show me something or if I show you something and you're like, wait, I have that in my cart right now. <laughs> yep. I am looking forward to jumping outside of the standard theme box. Yes. And seeing you do a little bit of your creative design. Because I feel that has kind of been lost on the, all right, yeah, I have something for that. Yeah, I have something for that one. Right. And we just roll with whatever we have. Yeah. Kate talks about her welcome seminar. I just want to point out, I mean, here is just another reason why her event is, in my mind, already, before we even attended it, is already standing out as well thought out because she talks about the self-care that's going to go into your time while you're there, you know, making sure you're putting on sunscreen because who wants a sunburn trying to get fucked while you got a bad sunburn or sun poisoning (laughs) on top of that. But also she talks about burnout. And I think that one is just so huge because we knew about burnout for naughty. We we knew we are adults and we know where to cut off our drinking, but we still burned out. Now, naughty was a five day event and we got there two days early. So there was a lot more opportunity for burnout there. Yes. However, we knew that going in that that was like a possibility and we still burned ourselves out within the first handful of days. So I like the fact that she brings it up in the welcome seminar that she talks about it and just sends that point home that, hey, you spent your good hard earned money to get here. And these are things, you know, you want to avoid that way you'll have a better time. Just goes to prove how she has thought about every angle and every aspect. And it helps that she too is a swinger. So she's been on the other end of this. Yes. I really hope with the more of these events that we go to, that we will be better at pacing ourselves and finding a way to set up our schedule in a way that we can hit the things that we really, really want to, as opposed to trying to dabble in every little thing and end up burning out and missing out on the things that we were hoping to get to. Yes. Now let's talk about this contest. Yes. I was over the top excited when Kate brought up the idea of having some sort of contest to allow other people that wouldn't have the means to attend this event to get a chance to do so. And when I suggested, hey, maybe you could make it a writing contest, and she lit up and was beyond excited and said, that's great. You're helping. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. We will. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to reading all the things that everyone submits. I cannot wait to hear the stories, the experiences, the pitfalls, you name it, that people are willing to share. I'm so excited because I know that when somebody takes pen to paper and they start writing a story, they typically put so much heart and thought 
and everything into that, that I just know that we're going to read some really fun stories, probably some really crazy things, uh, maybe some struggles. I don't know. We'll see. But yes, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the plethora of different types of stories and swinger perspectives that we will read about. I'm also intrigued to see what's going to get us to go, yep, those are favorites. Because I have some things in mind that I'm expecting to see, Mm -hmm. and I'm very intrigued to see where it goes and veers from that moment. Yes. So the contest entries are on the swingershelp.com website. Swingershelp.com is actually a really great place to go to for other information as well. It's a big website of all sorts of different swinger information. So stories, questions, you name it, you can probably find it on there. We will definitely have links for that in the show notes. We will put links on our socials as well. Yes. Remember, you can only enter one time. Be sure make to make it a good one. Make that the <laughs> best story you can because this is a huge prize and worth every second of effort. And Kate, again, went to every effort to think of every angle of this. It wasn't just a free ticket to the event, but, you know, she's like, hey, we'll pay for your outfits as well. And that's no joke because the swinger events we go to, even locally, I mean, yeah, you pay for these costumes. And like I said, I have now acquired enough that I think I could probably go to every event without having to buy anything new at this point. But building that collection was no... uh, simple feet oh, yeah. and uh, there were plenty of events of that we went to that the outfit cost more than the event ticket so oh yeah i can see it yep yeah so that's no joke so that's gonna hopefully make somebody's day <laughs> yes so that contest has already begun and runs all the way to march 15th so get your entries in and hopefully We can see you guys at this event, and there are still a handful of rooms left. We will also add a link to Kate's Libertine Events website. So as if you want to just go ahead and book yourself, by all means, do that. And it would be great to see as many of you guys there as we can. Yes. Well, if you go and you're extroverted, maybe you can come and bring us out of our shell, or bring me out of my shell, at least. (laughs) That would be helpful. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.